welcome back to another episode of Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we look for people not to find themselves, but help create themselves. If you have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try a few pixie dust sprinkles of those, you're on your way. And, as an added bonus today, we continue our conversation with the delightful and insightful Regina Honey Badger. What I hear you talking about, Regina, is what we try to help people do is it's figuring out what's important. Because most things are not. I, I speak at a lot of rehabs, and uh, generally I talk to them about there's so much chatter going on inside of our heads that creation could be happening 10 feet away from us, and we wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. So it's... All we have to do is help people develop a mind of awareness, like a beginner's mind, not an expert's mind. Mm-hmm. Experts' minds have blinders on them. Beginner's minds are like a three or four year old child who look at everything with wonder and joy and excitement. Yeah, it's a sponge. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, on your spiritual journey, uh, most people, some people, I shouldn't say most people, some people are very judgmental about that type of approach. Yeah, um, I experienced a lot of that. And like I I said, I think that was one of the hardest parts of this journey was this this backlash of like, well, like, don't you see that I'm different? Like, I feel different. And I like to think that I look a little bit different from it. And I'm, you know, and I understand that, you know, sometimes people wonder, like, you know, especially when you you know, you're someone like a professional wrestler who puts on this persona. It's like, well, what's the gimmick and what's real? And that's what's kind of funny about the Badger persona. You know, we were talking earlier about how I actually legally changed my name to Regina Badger because I really think, again, how pro wrestling was pointing me in this direction of who I was going to become is when I went through my divorce, you know, I didn't want to return back to that person. I had really kind of, you know, created this person through this persona in what I was aiming for on a higher on a higher level. And, you know, so I, you know, changing your name is, is very, um, fulfilling for me. It was, I mean, I remember when I got that paperwork, I burst into tears because it was like, yeah, this is who I am. Like, and this is my authentic self. Um, but again, I've, I've gotten a lot of backlash. You know, the other piece that I've in my journey that was a crucial, you know, cornerstone of it was, um, discovering, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson's lectures you know, I first found him on YouTube and then I, you know, got his books, um, which I have behind me, 12 Rules for Life. I, I can't recommend picking that up enough. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to go see him live. And um, he, what he did for me was, you know, we talked about those cliche sayings, you know, he gets a lot of um, flack for being uh, the Barney for adults um, because, you know, he says things like clean up your room and tell the truth. But the funny thing is, is that people laugh at that. And how many of us tell those white lies? Like, how, would you let someone, you know, some of you, if I said, hey, let me come see your, your bedroom, some of you would go into a panic because, you know, there's like that little pile in the corner, you know, you didn't make the bed this morning. And, you know, that's kind of what he did was he broke down these very simple lessons that I think we take for granted. We have to remember not everybody got those lessons, those pathways embedded in them from a young age. And so yeah, sometimes you need somebody to help carve out that path for you. But the other big thing he did in explaining, you know, 
finding the meaning in suffering, but he also explained the scriptures in a way that I wish it would have, like, I wish that I would have learned the scriptures the way Dr. Jordan Peterson describes the psychological part of the scriptures. I wish I would have learned it that way in Catholic school instead of it just being fear and you are basically damned from day one and that's it. And all you can do is basically live your life in this repentance. And, you know, I was raised in a family that very unfortunately, you know, despite the fact that I was in a church almost six days a week, you know, we didn't really live that life outside. You know, some, some, some people in my family really tried to push for it, but this Jesus's message was based on love, compassion, and forgiveness. And, you know, and we had a, I mentioned a podcast we did a while ago called Jesus a Socialist. And I try to explain to people that if love, compassion, and forgiveness isn't in their everyday life, uh, then they might, might want to reexamine their identity as to what they call themselves. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I get a lot of flack for, you know, I really do believe in, despite everything, you have to pursue the truth. You have to pursue the truth. It's the only way that you are going to be able to put your head down on the pillow at night and, and breast. Yeah. But the same time, there's a lot of contradiction in the world right now. Like I really feel like the people who sometimes have, you know, hate has no home here and love is love and, you know, all are accepted. They're some of the most ruthless people I've ever met. And that's where I really think people need to sit down with themselves and have those hard conversations because you have to really look at what your the persona you're putting out, but how are you how are you actually putting that into practice? Well, I often tell people in the 12 step rooms, your recovery work does not take place in here. It takes place out there. Mm -hmm. And in the therapy sessions, I'll tell people the change does not take place in here. It's the action and effort that you take out there. Mm -hmm. uh, That's the hard part, though. You have to, you know, that practice what you preach, of course. It's, uh, you know, we have a saying in the 12-step world that you might be the only big book that people ever see. Mm -hmm. So how are you going? We model behavior. It's what I talk to parents about frequently is modeling behavior mm -hmm. for their children. We often talk about, I ask people to read the New Testament just in the terms of mindfulness and what uh, Jesus has probably gathered together, 12 of the most stubborn, fearful men he could possibly could imagine. Mm -hmm. But he was always saying to them, I'm right in front of you. Mm -hmm. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. What are you afraid of? Right. That's the faith part. And that's that's the hardest part. But the crazy thing is, for me, you know, it's it's like when you really surrender to that, it's it's amazing the burden it it for me anyway it's relieved you know just having that faith and saying okay like you know i'm really unsure but i'm just gonna have this faith that you know things are gonna work out and i'm just gonna keep trying to do my best and you know aim towards that you know highest goal that you can think of well the first step is the only one that mentions addiction and, and regina everybody is in recovery from something not necessarily drugs or alcohol it's, it's admitted you're powerless over whatever in your life's become unmanageable. And I don't think most people understand that the unmanageability of their life isn't the car wrecks or the ruined finances or the health or the relationships. It's losing who you are. You mentioned earlier about your authentic self. Could you say more about that? I think it was hard for me because when I started to, again, discover who I was and listening to my intuition, 
a lot of those a lot of those truths were not the current trending thing. They were not the current thing that everybody was, you know, screaming on mainstream media. And they were a lot of, you know, somewhat controversial views. But again, you know, I feel like you have to still allow those conversations and thoughts or you're not being authentic. And that was the hard part of like trying to bring those conversations to the table, not in a aggressive or like damning or finger pointing way of just saying like, well, hey, I, I know you've been saying this and I know that you really seems like you believe it. But what about like maybe some of this evidence or what about like this possibility, you know, whether it's with faith or whether it's with facts. And it's hard to do that sometimes because I think sometimes we grab onto these ideologies and we make them who we are instead of saying, no, this is just part of who I am. Like I'm still Regina, you know, like even with, like I was talking about the libertarian party, you know, it's like with, you know, I, I can range quite widely when it comes to certain social issues, you know, and it's really only the libertarian party was the only thing I gravitated towards because it was just honestly one, it was the only party where I could come to the table and have a meaningful conversation and we could have a back and forth and nobody was trying to leave the table saying, well, I'm right. And it's, that's, I think that's part of that surrendering your authentic self too, is you have to sometimes go, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And I'm glad we had this conversation. It's all matter of perspective, Regina. Mm -hmm. Quite often, and we always talk about this on the show, but at the rehabs, I'll, uh, do this interactive type of thing. I'll ask four or five people to sit and stand in front of me and I'll say, pretend I'm a smiling horse. Well, they usually pretty good sports. Uh, so they say, okay, you're a smiling horse. So I ask them to go around behind me and I bend over. I say, now what do you see? And I get some pretty colorful comments then. But then I ask them the question, Regina, I said, who moved? And then they, they get the point. We did. I said, yes. Did the horse move? No. Mm -hmm. Who moved? We did. So what my point is that most people go through life trying to manipulate people, places, things, circumstances, and events to be the way that they want them to be, mm -hmm. other than understanding that the horse doesn't move and they can change their perspective. Sometimes I'll ask people, which end of the horse are you looking at today? <laughs> yeah, and for anybody listening, you know, especially I feel like people in, in my age range now, it's very hard to find commonality in our in our culture right now in our society right now with integrating with with god or any form of the divine and you know if i have any message it's that you know don't be afraid of the change like if that's what's calling you if that's what's calling to your soul you know you'll find a group because that was my biggest fear is i was like i'm not going to find any i'm going to be alone and i had a huge fear for a long time of being alone and it's like you haven't met all the people who are going to love you yet like you have so, there's so much waiting for you down the road. There is so much love and acceptance and people who are going to shape you in one way or another. It's like you cannot, you cannot hold on to every little grain of sand today because there's pyramids waiting for you in the distance. So rather than obstacles, what I hear you telling us is you're looking for opportunities. Oh, you have to. Every day I wake well, up. Well, that's, the, uh, <laughs> That's what I spend most of my time trying to convince people of that, yes, mm -hmm. that they can change their attitude. Mm -hmm. And I think listening to you tonight uh, was quite a revelation. I think you have a 
willing audience, our audience, and uh, you have a powerful message to carry to others. I mean, really, it's just messages that have been ingrained in our DNA and society for a long time. I think it's just people need to be willing to kind of, you know, just kind of put your, you know, knee jerk reactions aside and kind of put, you know, again, like everything, you know, I know we all try to have this identity, like this is who I am. And it's like, well, you might be able to become more than that if you just are willing to have the opportunity to have that conversation. Good to great. And there's three essentials to any recovery, Regina, honesty, open-mindedness, and a willingness to try. And if you have a few pixie dust sprinkles of those, you're on your way. Yeah. You're quite a delightful person. And I, (laughs) uh, we always, in my world, we always say expect the unexpected. And I didn't expect to find such a well-spoken, intelligent, insightful young lady. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. No, that's, that's the truth. If I thought you were a bag of moldy cheese, I would have got around to gently <laughs> telling you so. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Tell me when I'm being moldy because I want to I wanna fix it. Yeah. Don't be afraid of fear and don't be afraid of, uh, you know, having those hard conversations with yourself. So what type of message would you like to uh, leave our audience with? And uh, I'm going to give you a little warning. Uh, our guests, we often like to catch up with them in about another six months to see where they're at on there. Yeah, I would love that. Um, you know, especially with I think in six months I'll be kind of at the very end of uh, of that wrestling journey, and you know, hopefully have a, a better. I have an idea of you know how I'm gonna manifest creating this space for you know God in my life, and and really living to show people that you know it's not just a gimmick. It's it's really just authentically who I've become and and part of my journey. But I would think, and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing one of. Dr. Peterson's messages of don't be afraid to sacrifice who you are to become everything you can be. I think we that's an excellent way to leave this evening. You're a delightful young lady. You're always welcome here. Please do not be a stranger. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to come back and talk with you again. And at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription that can be filled anywhere. And that's fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. If we are not God's children, none of us are. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. If you're interested in... Flying the colors of fishing without bait. Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.